welcome to another episode of the Agent on Duty podcast. I am John Marion, and I am the Agent on Duty. This podcast is devoted to bringing content about the residential real estate industry. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can always access the show notes for each episode at innovativeproperties.com. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining me today on this uh, presentation I want to give, uh, which is really focused on five reasons why this is not a normal real estate housing market. And so as we ramp up to those those five things in particular that I want to present to you, I want to want to start by giving some more data and context to what I'm about to say. So I'm going to share my screen. And for those of you who are listening on the podcast, uh, everything I share, you'll be able to understand without looking at the visuals. But if you want to have access to the visuals, just go to our website, innovativeproperties.com slash podcast, or just go to innovativeproperties.com and click on the link on the top uh, for the podcast. And you'll be able to get access to the show notes and see these visuals. Uh, so let's start by talking about what we call pending home sales. So pending home sales is the number of homes that are under contract and um, and about to be sold. Uh, we have a buyer and a seller. They've agreed to a price and we're just waiting for the closing date uh, for the paperwork to be signed virtually. And, and uh, <clears throat> that's what the pending home sale is. So pending home sales really skyrocketed uh, early in uh, uh, 20. 20 uh, after the initial lockdown because of coronavirus. Uh, there were many homes that were listed on the market uh, and um, many homes went under contract just about immediately. And there were many pending home sales in the uh, early uh, 2021 um, or, or throughout 2020, I should say. And then going into 2021, uh, there was a cyclical dip as there normally is in, in December, January, uh, and then uh, pending home sales have gone back up. So there are more homes under contract than there were earlier in 2021. Uh, now, compared to what happened in 2020 with the uh, pending home sales, uh, they are down. Statistically, uh, absolutely, the number of pending home sales has decreased uh, since uh, 2020 compared to where we are now, uh, will these statistics go through um, July and uh, well through July for sure. And uh, is reflective of a little bit of August as well. And so, um, so there's uh, still a, a lot of pending home sales. Uh, historically, it's, it's higher than it normally is than a normal uh, healthy level. And uh, you could see it dramatically in the chart, but the main point is that, uh, even though the market seems to have cooled uh, from the frenzy that we saw uh, in early 2021 and in the uh, middle to end of uh, 2020, uh, it still is high compared to the historical context of pending home sales. Uh, so uh, let's look at another statistic here. Uh, and we call this the showings. Uh, when a house is listed on the market, obviously it is shown to potential buyers by their real estate agent. And, um, and so there's an index that showing time, which uh, records this data, uh, it gives us the numbers, then they, they crunch all these numbers. Uh, so 
as of right now, uh, as of July of 2021, uh, the showing index is uh, is less than it was in March and April of this year. So looking at that, just that trend from March, April to uh, June, July of this year, there it appears that there's fewer showings, fewer buyers looking at homes. I think it's because of buyer fatigue myself. But anyway, uh, regardless of that, the even though it has cooled relative to this year, it is still much, much higher than it normally is. So so um, when we look at the, the statistics for the year of the coronavirus, 2020, and even this year, 2021, uh, there's abnormalities in the statistics. Uh, but the point being is that there are many, many more showings uh, now, even though they are down from the highs of of last year and this year. Uh, so uh, when we get into uh, the five reasons, the five factors that make this an abnormal uh, real estate market, you'll understand that a bit more. Now, the percentage of homes that sell over the asking price uh, has gone up dramatically in the last couple of years. In July 2020, it was uh, 26%. In other words, 26% of the homes that were listed on the market in 2020 uh, were sold for a higher price than the original asking price that the homes were listed for on the market. And then a year later, June, July of this year, that shot up, shot up from 26% to 50%. So half the homes listed on the market this year, well, in June and July, uh, were sold for higher than the asking price. And uh, this is uh, another anomaly that we are experiencing. It is a hot market and continues to be that way. And people are, uh, because of the lack of inventory, people are willing to pay more than what sellers are asking for their homes. And the thing about this that I've experienced and seen is that uh Real estate agents are advising their sellers, obviously, of a starting price, suggested starting price to list the home on the market. And that tends to be uh, as high as the, the agent can, can tell the seller that this would sell for. Uh, there is a strategy of listing it for less and have it bid, it bid it up. But I think a lot of sellers are honestly listing their homes on the market for the the high price range that they believe they can get for the home. And yet they continue to get bid up even higher than what they're asking. Uh, so very hot market. Uh, there's not enough inventory, but there's plenty of buyers out there. Uh, now, in the year of coronavirus, 2020, uh, the number of uh, new monthly listings uh, was down significantly, especially March, April, May of 2020. And uh, going back a few years, back to 2017, the, the trend has always been consistent. It's always been pretty cyclical. And you can, um, the averages kind of are the same year after year after year, you know, going back about five years. But 2020 was a total anomaly because of coronavirus. Uh, homes were withdrawn from the market. Sellers did not want buyers coming into their home. 
other sellers decided to postpone the sale of their home. Uh, so there were fewer listings, fewer homes for sale listed on the market uh, throughout uh, 2020. And by the end of the year, it kind of was the same as it historically is in December of that year. And then in uh, 2021, beginning in January, uh, that those numbers started to rise and continue to rise. And I think we have a late, um, a late uh, uh, peak of the new monthly listing counts uh, for this year. And it normally peaks out in April, May, and uh, going through July, uh, that's it is peaking out now for this year. So the timing is off, but the trend is that more uh, homes are being listed on the market in uh, 2021 compared to 2020. Now let's look at the monthly mortgage payment uh, that we see historically. Uh, well, going back about a year, April 2020. Uh, the average monthly mortgage payment uh, was about $1,000. And in, uh, in June of last year, it was $1,033. And now as June of 2021, that mortgage payment is $1,255. So that's $255 more uh, in the mortgage payment. And that is a just a total reflection on the price appreciation of the homes that are selling. Mortgage rates continue to be historically low, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Uh, but the reason that monthly payments have increased is because the price of homes have increased significantly uh, in the last year. Uh, affordability of homes is definitely uh, decreasing. Uh, homes are still affordable in that you know what experts would call an affordable range for for most potential buyers. Uh, but they are less affordable than they were uh, since the beginning of of this year. Uh, so affordability continues to decrease, but the demand is still there. And then conversely, uh, for renters, uh, renters are uh, are seeing rents appreciate at a greater rate than mortgage payments are appreciating. So although home prices are uh, up significantly, the rise in what a mortgage payment would be from a year ago to now is a less significant rise than what a rent payment is compared to last year, this year compared to last year. And uh, I have this chart, I, you know, if you, if you don't, um, if you're, if you're not uh, watching the slides, this might be one slide you really want to see. If you're a tenant and you're renting home, renting your home, and you're not sure if you should buy or not, you should look at this uh, median asking rent since 1988 and see how rents have uh, dramatically increased and are increasing. And there doesn't seem to be any uh, end in sight for the increase of rents. So real quick, uh, I do want to mention the percentage of income needed for a mortgage payment. Uh, and that is increasing as home prices continue to climb. So the historical norm is about uh, 21%. And uh, currently it's it's at 17%. So it's, uh, it's less than the historical norm, but it is higher than it has been in the last uh, two or three, two years. Uh, so the percentage of income needed to 
uh, pay a mortgage has increased, uh, but it still is below the historical norm. And there, there's a, there's a couple different statistics uh, or suggested suggestions or guidance of how much percentage of your income should you pay uh, for housing. And that ranges anywhere from uh, 17% or really 20% to 30% is, is really w- what it is. And the historical average is about 21%. Uh, the National Association of Realtors has guidance of uh, 25%, and they tack on another 5% uh, for maintenance, insurance, utilities, uh, the cost of, of home ownership. Uh, so that, that's about 30% on the high end. And uh, today's percentage is 17%. So it's, it's um, a mortgage payment as a percentage of your income makes homes still affordable, even though prices have gone up uh, significantly. So let's get into the five reasons uh, today's housing market is anything but normal. We are in a abnormal housing market. And I'm going to go over these five things. So first of all, mortgage rates. Mortgage rates continue to be historically low, uh, extremely low, uh, you know, below 4%, below 3% in many cases. With If you have good credit, you can get a mortgage below 3% uh, right now. That is historically low. And uh, if you look back over the, the decades in the past, um, there was a time where 8% was still considered to be a normal, uh, in, in the 1980s, it was almost 13%. And, um, you know, that was, that was extremely high, uh, but a mortgage between 8%, uh, 6%, um, is, is not abnormal historically, but what is abnormal is how low the mortgage rates are and have remained over the last couple of years. Uh, so that makes, um, housing, purchasing a house uh, more affordable, even though prices are rising, the fact that you can borrow money pretty cheaply to get a mortgage um, makes buying a home very affordable. Okay. So there's a, there's a chart that I'm going to provide that shows us very dramatically where we are on our interest rates historically, uh, it, that it's below 3%. And uh, just uh, just an amazing statistic. And uh a testimony to the fact that uh, money is very cheap to borrow, especially um, when you're purchasing a home. Now, the prices of homes are going up. Um, as everybody knows, I think in the last year, in 2021, the price appreciation of homes is higher than it was uh, back in uh, 2003, four, and five. Uh, when the market was super hot, got overheated, um, or it crashed really. And uh, the one of the factors that we are not experiencing now, even though prices have appreciated at a greater rate, uh, people have a lot of equity in their homes compared to uh, 2004, five, six, uh, where they, uh, where people were buying and over leveraging and, and basically borrowing a hundred percent. Uh, with no money down and no way to to pay a balloon payment in four or five years, uh, the, the mortgage industry was um, 
was really just doing a disservice to the public and the banking industry and allowed people to buy homes that really uh, weren't able to afford them. And when those balloon payments came due, uh, that that really crashed the market. Uh, this time around, uh, people are buying uh, homes with larger down payments. Uh, there's a lot of people, I think up to 40% of the homes Homes are actually owned outright without a mortgage on them. And then many people who have a mortgage have significant equity. They're not upside down on their mortgage or even with a, uh, with a price uh, decrease. So if, if homes decreased in value, uh, a lot of people have so much equity in their home that uh, they're not going to be in dire straits and, and feel like they're upside down on their mortgage. Uh, so there's room for, uh, for prices to... Uh, decrease uh, without people having to go into foreclosure, and so uh, for this reason, uh, you know, a crash uh, in the housing industry uh, will not devastate people like it did back in two thousand seven and eight when we saw that historical uh, crash. Uh, so the third factor that makes this an unusual market is the month supply of inventory on the market. Uh, now, the month supply of inventory are the number of homes that are currently listed on the market, and and at the current rate that homes are being sold, how long would would all that inventory take to sell? And so, um, a normal market would be somewhere between uh, four and six. I would say four four is a great you know base to go by. Anything below four is definitely a seller's market, and anything above four tends to be a uh, buyer's market. Uh, but historically, we're down to less than three months of inventory nationwide, um, closer to two. Uh, it's gone up a little bit in the last couple of months or since January of this year, uh, but it's still at 2.6 months. So that means that if uh, no other homes are listed on the market as of today going forward, it would take two and a half months to sell all the homes that are listed on the market. So that's a very low inventory. In my market in Cherokee County, Georgia, uh, just north of Atlanta, uh, that statistic remains uh, low and uh, it may still be at the uh, about the one month uh, inventory. Uh, so this, this, this factor, the month of inventory, makes this market, this housing market, very abnormal. This is unusual historically, uh, for this type of market, uh, for the housing market. Uh, the fourth factor that makes this an unusual market is the days it takes to, to sell a home. So we call this days on the market. How long does it take for a house to sell? So normally in my market, and I think most markets uh, from what I uh, understand is, uh, you know, 30 days to 45 days is not unusual to sell a home. Uh, but now that number is down to 17 days. And in a lot of markets and in my, my market, uh, we're seeing many homes get under contract in two or three days, if not one day, but two, three days, less than a week, uh, 10 days, that sort of thing. So uh, nationally, 17 days. So if you're a seller, you price your home appropriately on the market, you could expect to get your house under contract in 17 days. Uh, so that's that's just an incredibly abnormal factor in the market. And that doesn't seem to be letting off at all. There's just not enough inventory. The buyers are out there and uh, and pending sales are up, but there's still not enough inventory to meet demand. And that is uh, one reason 
uh, for uh, that that statistic. Um, now, the number of offerings per listing is is a five is the fifth abnormal uh, the fifth factor that makes this an abnormal market. So when we look at at uh, how many offers a home would get in the last several years when it's listed on the market, uh, it's not unusual to to have maybe two or you know three. If you have three offers, that's that's pretty significant. Uh, but since um, since 2020 and this year, that has gone up to five. It's gone down to 4.5, and uh, that decrease from five offers per per home for sale down to four and a half is the kind of um, uh, the kind of thing that makes people wonder. Oh, the market is slowing down. Are we going into a crash? Well, relative to what it was, five offers per listing. Um, now it's four and a half. It's still historically higher than it normally is. So that that we're living in an abnormal market in in terms of the number of offers on homes in my market, and I'm sure you've heard this in other markets as well. Uh, there we've experienced homes listed on the market where we've gotten 30 or 40 or 50 offers on a home. So uh, this statistic is an average 4.5 offers, which is higher than normal. Um, In some cases on a micro market level, uh, homes are getting 10, 15 offers or more uh, within the first week that they're listed uh, for sale on the market when they're priced appropriately uh, and the property condition, you know, bears out the asking price. Uh, so the forecasts for home prices going into 2022 uh, from different um, different entities, uh, housing experts like the National Association of Realtors, um, Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae, and, and others, uh, everybody's projecting a continued price increase in homes. And one statistic, uh, they're guessing up to 8% increase and the low is uh, 3%. On the average of all the guesstimates of the experts, uh, averages out to about 5% increase in housing prices. So even though uh, you may have heard some things about the market uh, slowing down, uh, is there a crash coming, that sort of thing, the, the trend is showing that housing prices will continue to appreciate and the interest rates, the mortgage interest rates, which does affect housing prices, um, will probably go up next year, and um, which means a monthly mortgage payment will be even higher because of the interest rates in addition to the price appreciation of homes. So now is a good time to buy a home. And the great thing about buying a home now, even though you're, you know, you're paying at the top of the market, uh, by buying now at the low interest rate, uh, you can lock into a, a payment uh, that will, with a 30-year fixed mortgage, will remain the same. And you can get out of the rent trap, which rents keep going up and up and up. You, can, you can't control how much rent you can pay year after year after year for 30 years. You can't control that. But by buying a home at a low interest rate, uh, you can, you can uh, close that, that volatility in your monthly payment and know exactly what you need to pay every month. And even if the market were to go down and your home were to lose value, which I'm sure it will at some point in the future, it's going to come up again as it normally does in the housing market, which is very cyclical. Uh, so if you buy right uh, and and go into the purchase of a home 
uh, long term, with long term thinking in mind, uh, it makes a lot of sense to buy now. Uh, the the only reason I would say don't buy a home is if you are looking at being there two or three years, because two or three years, the prices could go down significantly. And then you may be at a point where you are upside down or you do have to take a loss um, in selling a home in two or three years from now. That's just my um, my projection. Uh, so if you want to purchase a home, look at it as a long-term um, a long-term investment where you will be in the home and you will own the home for five years or more. Uh, if you know you're going to be there for 10, 15 years, if that's your dream home, or that's the neighborhood you want to be and raise your kids, and you're going to be there for the next 10 to 15 years, absolutely, it's a no-brainer, in my opinion, to go ahead and make the purchase now. Uh, the home value may go down while you own it, but it will come up in that long time horizon. And your mortgage payment your monthly housing payment will stay the same. And so that's why it makes a lot of sense to uh, to purchase a home now, especially if you are renting and you're not sure what to do because rents are going to increase. Anyway, so those are the five factors that are uh, that shows that we are in an abnormal housing market. If you have any questions or comments, go to the show notes at innovativeproperties.com slash podcast or innovativeproperties.com and click on the link that says podcast. And you could access these show notes. And, uh, and if you have any questions, you can leave a comment on the blog and, uh, and I'll be glad to answer any questions that you have. 